Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haprasit would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. Father, we thank you so much for your word. We thank you for the teacher, the Holy Spirit, who will teach us through this teaching, through this message, Father. Help us, Lord. To understand the will of the Father. Help us, Holy Spirit, to obey and practice what we learn. We thank you, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. John chapter 15, verse 8 and verse 16. John 15, 8 and 16. By this, my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit, so that you will be my disciples. Verse 16, you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go. The word you means you and I, every Christian, every born again Christian, and bear fruit, that your fruit should remain, that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may Give you. The Bible says that God has called us and chosen us for a good reason. He did not call us and choose us to be a failure. He chose us so that we can go out and produce fruit, much fruit that will remain. I believe that God called all of us to be born again, to be in a local church so that we can be fruitful. Fruitfulness is in the mind of God from the beginning. Fruitfulness was in the mind of God when he created Adam and Eve. After he created Adam and Eve, he told them, go all over the world, multiply and fill the earth with many, many believing offsprings. And the same principle still happening today. That God wants us to be fruitful and fill the earth with multitudes of believing spiritual offspring. God wants us to be fruitful and fill the earth. Unfortunately, many Christians on this earth have no clue at all, have no understanding and never even think about being fruitful. They don't even have this word in their mind that as Christians, they should be fruitful. So in this camp, I want to convince you that we all need to think about fruitfulness when we wake up, when we walk, when we talk, when we lie down, when we eat dinner. We should think about how I can become fruitful according to the will of God. Fruitfulness should be in our mind 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Amen? We should not be just a churchgoer sitting there doing nothing. Every believer should be fruitful. Amen? What kind of fruit he was talking about? Definitely, he was not talking about apple and oranges. He was talking about spiritual fruit. And we're going to learn in detail in this series of lesson, fruitfulness. We're going to look at scriptures and scriptures and scripture. And I will explain to you 
what it means. We're going to develop our life so that we will be fruitful. This morning, the purpose of the first teaching today, this morning, is to convince you, is to make sure that you grab the idea that you must be fruitful and you cannot just sit around doing nothing for God. John chapter 15, verse 1, I am the true vine, and my father is the white dresser. So you can see that God called every Christian a branch, and he is the vine, the trunk. He is a trunk, and we are the branch that is connected to the trunk or to the vine. Look at verse 2. Every branch in me, he did not say certain branches, only some pastor and teacher and evangelist. He said every branch, every Christian, everyone say, every one of us. He expects every one of us, every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. God said that he doesn't want us to be fruitless or unproductive. He wants us to be fruitful for the kingdom of God. And he's going to prune us, trim us, so that we become more fruitful. Many Christians never think about being fruitful. They think that after I get saved, it's done. I just wait until Jesus comes back. And one day I die, I will have good time in heaven. Some Christians think this way, that to become a Christian is just like checking a box. Are you a Christian? When you go to a medical doctor's office, they will ask you, are you believing any religion? Are you a Christian? And you check the box, yes, I am a Christian. And after they check the box, I'm a Christian, it's done, it's over. They may show up in a church on Christmas Day, Christmas Eve service, and then Easter service, and that's it. They are Christian. They say, I'm fine, I go to heaven. Each day, I just wake up, wash my clothes, dress up, go to work, come home, cook, eat, wash dishes, mow the lawn, and then go to bed. And next day, wake up, go to work, come home. And that's all they do, all the days of their life, waiting to go to heaven one day. They live a fruitless life on earth. And they may go to church one day. Maybe they come to this camp. And then Pastor Lao say, you should be fruitful. And right away they say, oh, this is not the church I should go to. <laughs> the pastor tell me to be fruitful. I cannot accept that. Let me change the pastor. Let me change the church. Because I believe that after I become a Christian, I pay a little bit of a few pennies in the offering back so that the pastor can do all the job. He has to do the job of preaching, praying for me, interceding for me, the job of passing the offering back, the job of visitation. If I'm sick, he needs to visit me in the hospital. If I'm down, he needs to call me. He needs to email me. If he doesn't email me, I'm mad at him. That's all the people think about, that the pastor has to do all the job and I just sit there to warm the seat and go home and do nothing about their own life. And that is a big misunderstanding and lies from hell. It caused many Christians to be polarized and do nothing about their life. Actually, God expects every Christian to bear fruit. Amen? Don't have any excuse that, you know, I have a job. I am a car mechanic. 
I'm a nurse. I'm a teacher. This job belongs to the pastor. If you tell me that, it's too late now because I'm a doctor too, and I can be fruitful. Even though I'm a doctor, I'm not a full-time pastor. I can still be fruitful. So you cannot give that excuse in this church at all, because I'm still working my job very hard. Amen. I am on call too. So you have no excuses not to serve God, because if I serve God while I'm on call, you need to serve God too. Amen. Between surgery, I prepare the lesson. After the patient get out from the table, I sit in my computer and I type my lesson. And a 15 minutes later, the next case come in. So I'm fruitful all the time. I'm producing fruit all the time. I try to make fruit for God all the time. I'm not just sitting around in the lounge. You know, in the hospital, people will come in between the surgical cases. They will just sit in the lounge and eat and drink and just relax and have good time. For Pastor Lau, I'm sitting in front of my computer, <laughs> typing my sermon, editing my sermon. I want to be fruitful, amen. Hallelujah. Do we care about being fruitful? Do we think about I want to be fruitful in this life? I want to tell you that God has done marvelous thing in our life. Think about this. God has invested a lot into our life. Is that right? First of all, He died for us. He sent His Son into the world, suffered so many things. He shed his blood. He was nailed on the cross. He suffered so many things to save us from sin and bondage and hell and darkness. He invested his own son for us. His own son invested his blood for us. And not only that, he invested his time to inspire people to write the Bible. He gave us the anointing. He gave us good brother and sister around us. He gave us a good church. He gave us the fire. He gave us prosperity. He cut us out from the curses and bondage, and then he gave us the blessing. He invested so many things in our life. He gave us the angels to look after us. That name is mercy and goodness. Follow us all the days of our life. We have the angels looking after us, as he invested into our life so much. Definitely. He expects us to produce fruit. No one can invest money into something and do not expect any profit. How many people want to put money in the stock market and say it's okay to go down? It's okay that I will not make any money in that stock market. How many people, when you buy a house, you hope that when you sell a house, you can gain some money? Raise your hand up. How many people want profit in your life? Raise your hand up. Okay. Otherwise, I have to do brain surgery. If you don't want profit, he trains us. He teaches. He put us in the right church. He invests so much in our life. So definitely, as God, He expects us to produce fruit. He expects us to be profitable. He expects us to make a big difference in this world. Amen. Can you imagine a farmer who put the plant? Into the ground, water and wet and trim, and then the farmer say, "You know, I don't care that those plants will produce fruit or not. I just waste my time away with these plants or with this vineyard or garden." How many farmers think that way? 
None. Every farmer who invests his money, his time watering the plant and put the fertilizer in it, expect the plant or the garden to produce fruit and make some profit out of it. Is that right? The same thing. We need to understand that God is expecting us to produce fruit. And that's why the Bible says, if you don't produce fruit, He will cut you off. That is scary. Every Christian should be fruitful. And God can help us to be fruitful. If you have not been producing in the past years, I want to tell you the good news. After this camp, you're going to start to producing fruit. Amen. Amen. How many people want to produce fruit? And if you have been producing fruit already, I want to tell you the good news. After this camp, you're going to produce more fruit. Amen. You're going to have a lot of rewards in heaven. Amen. Even though you may have lost many years of your life not producing any fruit, maybe you have never been taught this way, that as Christians, we need to be productive for God. You just keep being a lukewarm Christian, wasting your life away day by day, never produce anything for God. God can make it up for you. God can make you become, produce more fruit in one year that you should have produced in the past 10 years. He can speed up the process. He can make you produce more fruit in one month that you used to produce in 10 years. And that's what I see in my life right now. God is speeding up my life of fruitfulness right now. That every year, every month, I produce more fruit than 10 years ago. God can do that. God can make it up. God can restore the years that the locusts have eaten. In Joel chapter 2, verse 25, So I will restore to you the years that the swarming locust has eaten. The crawling locust, the consuming locust. Locusts are demons. Demons come into your life to eat your life with sickness, with bitterness, with doubt and fear, and a lot of bad stuff happen to you so that you cannot be fruitful. And the Bible says God can restore those years. Can you imagine? God used Jesus only three and a half years on earth, and he produced so much fruit in those three and a half years. God can do it through you, that he can produce more fruit through you in the next years and many, many years to come in this earth. Amen? Let's start today that we're going to start produce fruit. Amen? We should not go to heaven empty-handed. We should go to heaven with big reward, with many souls. We should get some fruit with us. We should go to heaven with fruit. Amen? Before we leave this earth, we should produce some fruit and left it behind for the next generation. Fruitfulness is a godly mentality. Unfruitfulness is the hellish thinking. Hell wants you to be unfruitful. But God wants you to be fruitful. And the field is ripe. The harvest is plentiful. But the workers are few. Why the workers are few? Because most Christians in the world have been deceived by the devil that to be a Christian is to sit in the church on Sunday, maybe do a little bit of work on Sunday, just to get rid of my guilt feeling. And that's it. And then go home and live their own life. No. 
You need to be workers. You need to get involved in harvest. You need to get involved in saving souls. You need to get involved in making disciples. And if you produce fruit as a branch, God will prune you and make you more fruitful again. Producing more fruit next year. Producing more fruit two years from now. God is going to keep pruning and trimming to make you more fruitful. Amen. Look at John chapter 15 verses 5 to 6. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. So this part of the Bible, actually this is verse 3. Jesus said, you are already clean. So in other words, my people, my children, I have done the good things to you. I cleaned you up. I give you the word. I give you the Holy Spirit. I shed the blood for you. I have done my part to invest the things of the kingdom of God into your life. Look at verse 4. Abide in me, I am, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine. Jesus said, I am the vine. You are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered. And they gather them, throw them into the fire, and they are burned. According to this scripture, can we produce fruit by our own effort? Can we produce fruit by our own ability? What do we need to do? We need to be connected to Jesus. Amen. And Jesus is on earth here in the form of the Holy Spirit. That's why we need to be connected to the Spirit of the Lord Jesus Christ on earth. The Spirit of Jesus can be in Thailand, can be in Japan, can be in Germany, can be in Mexico, can be in any place in the world at the same time. So we all can be connected to the Spirit of the Lord Jesus Christ. Where is the fruit produced? The fruit is produced in the branch. And who is the branch? We. We are the branches. So God expects us to connect ourselves to Him, to the Holy Spirit, to the Spirit of the Lord Jesus Christ. And He expects us to produce fruit. If we disconnect ourselves from Jesus and from the Holy Spirit, we cannot produce fruit. There is no life flowing into us. But if we keep connecting to the Spirit of Jesus, then the life of God is flowing into our life. And we can have more fruit and the fruit that remain. Whenever we disconnect ourselves from Him, we will wither. We will be fruitless. We will be unproductive. Amen? If you are really connected to Jesus, believe me, you're going to be fruitful. If you are filled with the Holy Spirit and you walk every single day with the Spirit of the living God, you're going to be fruitful. You're going to be productive. You're going to make a big difference in this life everywhere you go, everywhere you live. God wants us to stay connected with Him. Amen? A lot of Christians, their lives are dried up. They have no life, no wisdom, no joy. Look at their face, look like a, just like a dead person. 
No joy. I love Jesus. I drag my feet to church. When I read the Bible, I don't know anything. That's why their life is not fruitful. When the time of laying on of hand get touched by the Holy Spirit, they run out of the room. And that's why they're not fruitful. Because God gives them the chance to be connected to the Spirit of the living God, they just run out to the door. That's why their life is not fruitful. You need to keep connecting. You need to keep being filled with a new life of God every week, every Sunday. Keep connecting so that you'll be more fruitful. Amen. When we lay hands and impart the Holy Spirit, that is not just for religious ceremony. This is about fruitfulness. It's about making you connect to God so that you will know Him more, so that you can experience His power, so that you can be connected to Him on a daily basis. God wants you to connect to Him by the Spirit of the living God. A lot of times we are not fruitful because we are disconnected ourselves from Him. We just go to church as a tradition. And not only that, sometimes we are not fruitful because there's something in our life that is like a blockage, that the life of God cannot flow into the branch. Something is blocking on the inside here. And that is the job of the Word of God to come and wash those blockages away by the Word. And that is the job of the fire of God to come and burn those blockages away. That blockage can be many things, maybe demons that block you from coming to know God. Some Christians are full of demons. Demons of religion, demons of fear, demons of selfishness. That's why they cannot give time to God. They just be that by themselves. They don't want to associate with anybody because that is a wrong religious demon. And some of us may have problem that we grow up in a broken home and we have lots of bondage on the inside of us. And God wants to burn that tongue out of you so that the life of God can flow into the branch. And we can be fruitful. God tried to help us by getting rid of all those blockage so that we can be abundant. We can be full of life. We can be full of joy. The Spirit of God can work in our life. Amen. So that we can be fruitful. Remove all those blockages from our life. Amen. Let the Holy Spirit fill you up. In John chapter 15, verses 7 to 8, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire, and it shall be done for you. By this, my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit. So you will be my disciples. When we are fruitful, when we bear much fruit, God the Father gets the glory. God wants us to be fruitful so he can get the glory. We want more people to come to know God, is that right? If we are defeated Christians, do nothing, live day by day selfishly, never produce any fruit, never help anybody, poor, sick, broke, cannot help anybody, cannot minister to anybody, you cannot even help yourself because you're so sick. Do you think people look at your life and they want to be a Christian? No. They don't want your God because you're so defeated. That's why we need to rise up from our chair and say, I'm going to rise up to be fruitful from now on. I want God to use me. I want to be productive in my life, so that when people look at me, they want to become a Christian. Amen. 
When I walk into the hospital, I want the nurses and the patient to see a fruitful Christian doctor so that they will open their ear to hear about the gospel so that they will say, wow, your God must be good. They will put a thumb up for my God. God will get the glory. The Father will get the glory when they see my life. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Produce some fruit. Let us say, much fruit. Much fruit. And God wants to change all these branches in this room. God wants to make these branches prune it, change it to become more fruitful tomorrow, next year, and the years to come. Produce more than ever before. In fact, one of the reasons I produce all this CD is like investment. Because by the time I get to 100 years old with Pasada, Pasada is still alive at that time, 100 years old. We will have maybe 10,000 CD series in Chinese. And millions of Christians in China are going to listen to this CD. And I'm still producing fruit while I'm 100 years old. Because this CD is going out and people listen all over the world. I'm still producing fruit. I'm thinking about long term. Amen. I sit at home, but I'm still producing fruit. Good investment. Good businessman. You can sit at home and you're still reaping the fruit in China. In Thailand. Everywhere. Because people still listen to your teaching. Every single place. Amen. I like CD. I like MP3. Because people can listen and get touched by God at home. People can be saved. I went to Thailand this time. I heard that so many people are saved because they listen to our CD. It's just like some taxi driver listened to our CD. They invited Jesus into their life by listening to the CD. Is it amazing? Is it good? You just sit at home eating dinner with your wife and people get saved. You're producing fruit already. Good investment. Amen. As years go by, we produce more fruit. But before the end of this sermon, I would like to tell you what kind of fruit we need to produce. God gives us the terminology that shows us physical things to help us to understand spiritual things. In John chapter 15, he talks about the vine presser. God the Father is the owner of the vineyard. And Jesus is the vine, and we are the branch. He gives us the picture of connection to the vine. And the life passes from the trunk into the branch. And the branch will produce fruit. The branch has to connect. And we have to get rid of all the blockages. We need to connect to Jesus and produce fruit. Look at another scripture that's talking about fruitfulness. In 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 9-11, to For we are God's fellow workers. You are God's field. You are God's building. Here, talking about God's fellow workers. After we become a Christian, we work. Okay? Everyone say, I work. You're not sitting around doing nothing. You all work with God. You are God's fellow workers. You are God's field. Here, you are God's vineyard. God wants to build you up to produce fruit. You are God's building. So God wants to build your life to become a beautiful, glorious temple, a building of God. According to the grace of God, which was given to me as a wise master builder, 
the apostle is the wise master builder. I have laid the foundation and another builds on it. Everyone say, builds on it. You can see here that God used an apostle to build the foundation for the church, that building. And that foundation, who is the foundation? But let each one take heed how he builds on it. For no other foundation can anyone lay than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. The foundation that will build our life to be fruitful. A while ago, we talking about the vine, the trunk, to produce fruit. Now we talk about building. What is the foundation of the building that make the building beautiful and strong? The foundation, again, back to the Lord Jesus Christ. Both the temple and the vineyard have the same picture here that you must be connected to the foundation or to the vine, Jesus Christ. And we eventually become a beautiful building. But the Bible also says, and another builds on it. And let each one, God expect everyone, each one, to be participant in building that building. In other words, I build myself up as a builder on the foundation, Jesus Christ. And I build you up and you build me up. We build each other. We build a building together. You build my building. I build my own building. You build your own building. And I help you build your own building too. We each build each other up. The foundation is Jesus, and we're going to be a building. And who's going to build the building? We co-labor with God, and you build yourself, and you build each other. I build myself, and I build you, and you build me. We'll build the building together. We'll build each other up to become a beautiful building, to be fruitful, to be productive. Let me ask you this question. Before you buy a house, what is in your mind? When you look for a house to buy, or you look for a building, for example, if I'm going to open a clinic, I have many things in my mind. What kind of building that I can see patient, and I can have x-ray. And in other words, I want the building that is productive, that can get the job done for me. Is that correct? When you buy a house, you look for a house with the right kind of rooms and stairs and living room, dining room. You look for a building that will be productive for you. The same thing. We're going to build a building that is productive for God. And when people come into this building, into the church, into your life, they get blessed. They get saved. They get healed. They get delivered. They get built up. They'll be changed because your life, your building is so full of power. It's so full of good things that you can bless people around you. You become a fruitful person. Amen. Everyone say, I am the branch. I must be fruitful. I am a building. That building must be working. Must produce something. And I'm going to build it. Turn to each other, point to each other and say, I will build you up. I'll build you up. I'm going to build you up. I'm going to build a building. Now point to yourself. Point to yourself. I build myself. I call labor with God. I'm going to be a productive building. Amen. Look at verses 12 to 16. 12 to 16. Now, 
this is the problem as human being. If anyone builds on this foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, straw, each one works will become clear. For the day, the day is the day of the judgment. Capital D A Y, the day of judgment, will declare it because it will be revealed by fire, and the fire will test each one's work of what sort it is. If anyone's work which he has built on it endures, he will receive a reward. If anyone's work is burned, he will suffer loss, but he himself will be saved. Yet so as through fire, do you not know? That you are the temple of God, you are the building of God, and that the Spirit of God dwells in you. This passage of Scripture talk about building, talk about temple, talk about building, building a building or a temple. And now this is a problem. Okay, this Scripture not talking about salvation or being saved or being lost, talking about rewards in heaven, talking about the fruit that will remain or not. The two things. When we talk about fruit that remain, spiritual fruit on earth that will go on and go on and on to the next generation, I promise God that I will build this church that will go on to the next generation. I don't want this to happen that after I die, the whole church collapse. I want to build something that will remain for the next and next generation. Not only that, I want to build, make fruit. I want to produce fruit that when I get to heaven. I will get the rewards in heaven, the fruit that remain. God will say, "Okay, you make some profit for me on earth. I give you some profit in heaven. The rewards." This scripture in First Corinthians chapter three, talking about rewards, talking about the fruit that will remain. Unfortunately, many people spend their time, their energy, their money. For years and years and years, twenty years, forty years, but after they die, they go to heaven. God say, "I'm sorry, the fire at the judgment throne burn all the work that you do, because the way you built was done by hay and straw and wood. It's not done by gold and silver and precious stone. It's all burned up by the fire. So they go to heaven. They're safe." But go to heaven bare hand, no reward. Whatever they build on earth will vanish and disappear. Why? Because they build with the wrong thing. How do they build with the wrong thing? They build with wrong motive, with wrong attitudes. Maybe they build just to build their name up, so that I can be successful on earth here, so that people will. Bow down to me and say, "Wow, you are such a great minister." Maybe they build a church so that they can have a job and have a good salary. The whole point of serving God in the church is to get salary, is to have an income each day. So after they die, they get nothing because they already get an income here. When they go to heaven, they get nothing after twenty years of work on earth here. And some people will build their own kingdom, and eventually that will vanish, will disappear. Because the attitude, the motive, was wrong. Not only that, some of them will be will build something out of their fleshly desire, or according to the flesh. They use human manipulation, human control, instead of working with the Holy Spirit, 
instead of working to please the Lord and obey the Holy Spirit. So everything they do in the church is out of the flesh instead of out of the Holy Spirit. So it's like a straw and all the things that will be burned away anyway. So when they go to heaven, they get no reward. How many people agree with me that we have only one life to live? How many people believe that there is no reincarnation? Reincarnation is not true. There is no second life on earth here. Hebrews chapter 9 verse 27, And it is appointed for men to die once, but after this, the judgment. You will not come back to the second chance. You have only one chance to live, one life to live. And this life on earth is relatively brief or short. We have so many days on earth here. So you have to be careful. Talking about fruitfulness, tonight we're going to talk about time. In order to be fruitful, the first thing you need to do, and then tomorrow we talk about abiding with Jesus. The first thing we're going to talk about tonight, and I want to give you a little bit introduction. Life is short. Time is the most precious, most valuable physical thing on earth here. Time is more precious than house, than car, than refrigerator, than money. You know why? Money disappears, it can come back. House burned down. I have fire in my house two times. Not the fire of the Holy Ghost. It's a wrong fire from the kitchen and from the rabbit. The rabbit bites some electrical line, so I have a fire in my house. I lost my house two times, but I get the house back. But time is irreplaceable. Time, you cannot get it back. You have only 24 hours a day, and after that it's gone, then the next day. You cannot get last Sunday back. Time is valuable. We're going to learn tonight more about time. How we're going to look at the time to become fruitful. Because every minute is going by. Tick, tick. The clock is running, and you never get that minute back. Time is very valuable. It's priceless. Unfortunately, a lot of Christians spend their time in a nonsensical, unproductive things every single day. They play game, they watch TV, they do stupid things, they spend time gossiping, spend time complaining, and their life just wastes away. Every single day, they waste their life away. Their time is gone and never come back. And they will never become fruitful because they don't value the time. They're acting like they have all the time in their life and they will never die. One day, we all will die physically. That will be the end of this physical body. Okay? So that day is coming closer and closer every single day. I look at my dad. He's 94 years old now. He's smaller than me now. He used to be like this. And now he's smaller than me. But it's interesting. When he began to rebuke me at the dining table, I was still shaking. <laughs> he's thin, 94 years old. And when he said, Mom, you did something wrong, I just... <laughs> he still have that authority, power. 
I just went to Thailand and he was preaching to me for two hours. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. He was preaching to me. 94 years old man. But when I look at him, I remember when I was a young boy. He was a young, 28 years old man, very active. He did a lot of things. But now he's 94. He could not drive anymore. And I was thinking to myself, one day I'm gonna reach that age. I'm running against time now. We're getting older every day. If we don't take our time, we don't make our time count and productive. We are wasting our life away every single day. Tonight, we're going to talk about time. But this morning, in conclusion, we are the branch. God has invested. God has watered and fertilized us and saved us and done so many good things to us. He expects us to produce fruit. Every single Christian, not only the pastor. Two, we are the building. And we need to build that building together. And we need to build on the right foundation, Jesus Christ, the vine. And we build with the right thing, gold, silver, and precious stone. I pray that on that last day, all the churches that we take care of, whether in Japan or Thailand or any country, when we get to that day, we're going to stand together at the judgment seat of Christ, and I'm going to see all of us glistening, shining like gold and silver. No one going to have their reward burn up in the fire and go to heaven empty-handed. I expect all the members in this church shining, glowing, like a gold and silver. Amen? We're going to talk about that tonight. That we all going to be like very glorious star in heaven. Amen? Build with the right attitude. Build with the right motive. And build by the leading of the Holy Spirit. Led by the Spirit all the time, not by the flesh. Don't do anything to please your flesh, but do everything to please the Holy Spirit. Amen? Let's continue tonight. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we want to be a branch that is fruitful. We don't want to be the branch that will cut off. Prune us, Lord. Trim us. Purge the blockage out of our life. Send your fire to burn on the inside of us so that we can become more fruitful. The fruit that will remain, Father. I pray, Father, that everyone who listens to this teaching will be repenting, will be changed, they will not waste their life away on earth here, being unproductive. But they will, Lord, be used of God, filled with the Holy Spirit, filled with the Word. And they will be building the building with silver and gold and precious stone. On that day when they come before your throne, they will have a lot of rewards in heaven. The things that they built will not be burned up into the smoke by the fire of the judgment seat of Christ. We thank you, Father, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. We have only about 26 minutes, 25 minutes to get out of this building. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. 
I like to ask Pastor to come here. Pastor and the team. I like to pray for the pastor and the team. Lead Pastor d a Pastor and the team, come out here. Thank you, Jesus. Pastor and the team, or acting pastor and the team. Church leader, if you are not, you are not pastor. You are church leader.
Trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.newhopeinternationalchurch.com. To a mall gathered in your name, I live to you.